Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us again for the Carew Show. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. The actual Jeff Bogue is in the house. Uh, My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all that information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? Well, we've been processing these things, and our leadership is praying for all of us. So we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hi, Jeff. Joe, good to see you. Man, it's good to see you, too. It's been a it's been a hot second. It has been a hot second. A moment of months, as you said earlier. A moment of months since I've been on I my like own podcast. I have to, I have to admit, you're at least in my top five guests oh. on the show. So. <laughs> That's good to know. It's good to know I made so, it. I think I only interviewed four. no, maybe I did actually. No, I interviewed five other people. So at least top six. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Still in the top ten. So, I'll take that, it. That's right. Yep. Of all the. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, uh, one of the things that's been happening uh, in your uh, absence is people have been asking questions. It's been good. Uh, they they, they want to know how do we navigate all this stuff around us. And uh, one of them actually is with the idea of Sabbath. And this person's really given this a lot of thought, and I want to dive into this. And I think one of the reasons this could be a great topic is because you were just on sabbatical. Yep. And I think that that's going to yep. dovetail in here real well. But our listener says uh, they've been reading a lot on Sabbath since we spoke of it this spring at the church. Uh, In their research, they came across some interesting... (laughs) You say that fast. I'm here for you, Joe. That's the word. Thank you very much. Uh, And they uh, found information pertaining to Constantine I, a worshiper of a sun god, and his civil decree was stated that Sunday, uh, which would be the first day of the week, not the seventh, be the day of rest. Uh, Later, there was a thing at the Council of Laodicea in 364, and the Catholic Church affirmed that from uh, the Sabbath from a Saturday to a Sunday. This seems like a big deal now because millions of Christians are, unbeknownst to them, are breaking the fourth commandment on a weekly basis. Uh, It'd be almost like equating it to telling people to worship in a blue room only, but then we change it to a red room, and that's not what God intended. Uh, Could this have been designed by the evil one in an attempt to distance God's followers from God, uh, since many are not keeping the Sabbath on Saturday and keeping it holy? Uh, How does that work? How does the Sabbath play into this? Jeff, where does the Sabbath kind of land and all of this change over the years? Yeah, it's a fair enough question. The When, when you think about the Sabbath in terms of the Ten Commandments, uh, you know, are we all deceived by the evil one? The answer to that is no. Mm. Um, so when you think about that in terms of the Ten Commandments, you have to look at the New Testament, and you have to see that Jesus came to fulfill the law. So the 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 two commandments that Christians need to give their lives to are actually what Jesus say, says are the greatest, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and all the commandments hang on those, those two things, all the law and all the prophets hang on those two things. And then Jesus says, uh, or the Apostle Paul says later on, he says, if you love one another, you're fulfilling the commandments. So the commandments were never intended to give us a rigid uh, calendar to follow. Sure, uh, they were intended to be vehicles and um, explanation as to uh, to help us love God and to love our neighbors. Mm. Uh, and so, when you embrace the Ten Commandments, 
in a rigid sense, the Sabbath was Saturday through the Old Testament and somebody changed it, you're missing the intention of the law mm. and the intention of the commandment. The commandment was given so that we would break from toil and break from distraction and give our attention to God. Mm. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus is very clear that the, the Sabbath was not given... Uh, to burden us, it was given to free us, it was yeah. given to bless us. So that's why, like, when Jesus uh, uh, healed on the Sabbath, when the disciples uh, took wheat and ate it on the Sabbath, the Pharisees were going crazy, and Jesus rebuked them. He's like, what are you doing? Like, you, you totally missed the intention of this this whole thing. What happened uh, from the Old Testament into the New Testament is the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law, those types of people, took a commandment like the Sabbath. I think, if my memory serves me correctly, they turned it into 44 different categories Mm -hmm. of rules. Oh, my goodness. Not 44 different rules, but 44 different categories of rules where you're not allowed, you can only walk your donkey so far, you're not allowed to, you know, pick grain on the Sabbath, you're not allowed... And they turned it into a actually um, a false teaching, which said, if you conquer and master this behavior correctly, you will earn your way to God. Now that mindset is the deception of the devil. Mm. So I can work my way to heaven. God is pleased with me when I keep the forty-four categories. That's the deception where God was looking, and then Jesus affirmed, he's like, actually, I just want you to, like, in a principled, disciplined way, to break from your toil and to give attention to me, because that I, I want that relationship with you, and I, I you need that relationship with me. So Saturday, Sunday, like, the everybody from... Um, Conservative Jewish people keep the Sabbath on a Saturday uh, into the Christian tradition, like the Seventh-day Adventists would keep the Sabbath on a Saturday. And I would, uh, especially with the Seventh-day Adventists, I would look very strongly and say, um, you can go to church on Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure that matters. Um, But to make that a foundation of your faith is really an overemphasis on what the Sabbath is and what it's supposed to be. So worshiping on Sunday is fine. By the way, I would say Sunday is also not sacred. So I don't think the Sabbath coming into the fulfillment of the law in the New Testament is a directive from God the day. Uh I think the principle of the Sabbath is, so to say, the directive from God, that we should withdraw from our distractions, we should withdraw from our busyness, we should rest our bodies, rest our minds, and mostly uh, commune our spirits with with God. So even when I was growing up, um, I think my church and family approached the Sabbath a little legalistically. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, um, uh, we go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday school, then church, we would come home uh, we would usually have to take naps. I'm not sure that was a conviction of my parents as much as it was a way for them to get a nap Parenting in. strategy. Um, we were allowed to watch football and things like that. 
Then we would go back to church Sunday night, and then we would come home from church Sunday night and begin to get ready for the rest of the week. Um, I'll be honest with you, all those trips to church were were exhausting. Sure. Right? And so when I look at the Sabbath, I, I think the principle is this. I think it is only healthy for you to take a fixed day of the week and give a unique attention to God. I think coming to church on Saturday or Sunday is good for us, and it does something for the Spirit. It's different than being online. It's different than just listening to the the podcast of the service. Um, there's something about being with God's people and being with God's presence in real time that's a powerful thing. I think resting is only good for the body, the mind, and the spirit. But we rest differently, mm-hmm. right? So I can tell you one of the most relaxing things I do every week is mow my grass. I often mow it on Sunday afternoon. I love it. I usually put worship music on. I love being on my tractor. Now, some would say, well, that's work. I'm like, well, for you, it's work. For me, it's sitting by the river, Mm-hmm. and thinking about God, right? And then uh, many of us enjoy sports and things like that. I know when I, I put on a, a football game, I usually make it halfway through the second quarter before I fall asleep, right? So resting the body, pulling away, and then I think times of Sabbath, which is what a sabbatical is, um, is healthy. I think types of Sabbath. If you want your anxiety to go down dramatically, take a sabbatical or a Sabbath from social media. Sure. Yep. Right? Et cetera, et cetera. If, if you want your, um, the purity of your thought life to go up dramatically, take a sabbatical or Sabbath from HBO. Mm-hmm. Turn off the Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and you will, you will think about getting alone and being in God's Word, uh, worship and music is a big thing for me, like learning to hear the Holy Spirit and respond to Him in your life. That's what Jesus wanted. He wanted us to put away distractions. In His day, that was a lot of that was work, because mm-hmm. you had to eat. You had to work for what you ate every day, generally. Yep. Um, and, and there was no Ohio State football, you know. For us, it's less work, it's more distraction, and giving our attention to Christ Sunday morning instead of the golf course, um, that's the principle that Jesus has in place. And, and I think you honor God with that, um, and that can be any day of the week, but Saturday or Sunday is when we tend to do it in our culture. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that I really hear you saying is it's not just about, well, first of all, it's definitely not about just the rule of when to rest. But it's also not just about slowing down and resting. There's also this element of like pursuit That's of right. connection with God, which is really, as you were saying, it's the heartbeat of the whole thing. God's not saying you better follow these rules or else. He's saying these are some great ways for you and I to be more connected relationally. That's right. And so as we pursue Sabbath, even if you woke up and you you went right back to bed and ate breakfast and then watched a little bit of a football game and mowed the lawn, and you're like, this is the most restful day I've ever had. It's like, but where did you like run to God. Yeah, I think I think in the Sabbath there's intentionality without legalism. Mm. So I'm intentionally going to rest my body. I'm intentionally going to rest my mind. I'm intentionally going to fill my spirit. Mm-hmm. 
So that this is where you get into like it's really good to go to church. And and if if you think about it, I bet you 99.9% of the people listening never have regretted going to church. Mm. But they have to talk themselves into it. Sure, yeah. It's really good to spend time in God's word. It's really good to be alone. It's really mm-hmm. good to be quiet. It, these things are are good for us, and and our I, I think part of the reason why the Sabbath principle is important in our day and age is because our culture doesn't allow that. Literally, every three or four minutes, your phone beckons you. <laughs> yep. You know, so putting that away <clears throat> and and getting distance from those things. Is the type of thing that God wants for us. Yeah, that discipline is so important. Just <clears throat> just this week, actually, uh, I was scheduled to meet with a group of people, and I even told them as we sat down, I said, I am feeling so introverted right now. I'll be honest, the last thing I want to do is sit in this room with you. But I had to. It was a discipline. It was a scheduled thing. And by the end of it, like, A, I'm so glad I was in the room with, with those people. And B, we were all, like, giving each other hugs and, you know, super excited that we had this time together. And it's like, yeah. right, but if I wouldn't have had the the um, the discipline, the responsibility, I would have escaped it. I would have not done it. Yeah. And so when God is saying, how about we like work this in on a regular basis, right. he knows what's better for us. Yeah, it's not a... I, I did just come off of a sabbatical, and um, our elders require all of us to go on sabbatical, which I, I think is... I think it's wise of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I think... Part of the reason that they require that for us in ministry is they want us to separate our relationship from with God from our job. Yep. And sabbatical lets us do that for a minute, you know, because we it's it's a little bit unique to ministry and that we're in God's word, we're in prayer, we're in ministering to people because like that's what we do, yeah. you know. So to get back to that pure relationship with God and and to do ministry from that point is a is a really really critical thing. When I did sabbatical here these last few weeks, I spent a lot of time in my head. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time um, uh, with the Lord, and I spent a lot of time working with my body. Mm. Now that is restful to me, sure, because I work with my brain. I sit on my behind, and if I have a callus, it's on the tip of my fingers from punching a keyboard. <laughs> sure. So it's relaxing to me to do labor. Mm-hmm. It's relaxing to me, and it actually allows me to think um, in, a, in a way that I can't normally think. That's the principle of sabbatical. Now, I also sat by the riverside a lot, and read God's Word and meditated on it. I also listened to a lot of music. I listened to a lot of podcasts and other other people's sermons, mm-hmm. right? So I'm filling my heart. I'm, I'm easing, in my case, my mind, and I'm resting my body, but it wouldn't necessarily look like somebody else's rest of the body. You do that, so that's the Sabbath principle but you do that so that you can return to giving your life away. Um, and in the end of my sabbatical, Heidi said, uh, are you ready to go back? I'm like, kind of. 
Because who doesn't want to be on sabbatical? <laughs> I mean, everybody listening right now is like, oh, maybe I should go to the ministry so I can have a sabbatical. Like, it's, it's great. It's a gift. But I, I told her, I said, if I don't go back, I'm going to lose the joy of giving my life away. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm full now. Now I need to go uh, uh, use the, the benefits of those things. And that's the point of sabbatical. I think it gets confused sometimes because people are like, I want to be close to God, so you know what? I'm going to stop going to church. The lake is so nice. Uh, I feel closer to God by the lake. I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but you're lying to yourself. Mm. You're missing the love your neighbor as your part part, Mm -hmm. and you're missing that you are the body of Christ part. And you're missing the 52 different commands in the New Testament. We call them the one another's, love one another, pray for one another, et cetera. And, and you can take a, sab- a Sabbath principle and use it as an excuse to be lazy or disconnected. I think that's why God in the Old Testament directed it to be one day once a week. It is a fuel... It's not a fleeing uh-huh. from people. And I know there, there are days, there are weeks that I don't get my day off. There's an emergency, whatever. I struggle, uh-huh. right? And, and you guys, too, if you've had a long week, maybe you're in the middle of a project, you have to work through the weekend or something like that, or you're trying to pick up some overtime, like what it does to your mind and your spirit, your relationships, because you didn't just get a break from it. That's what God, that's what the designer and the creator of our body's mind and soul knows about us. Just like the mechanic who built the car knows you got to change the oil, the creator who built us knows you need a regular habit of rest and disconnection in your life. That's really good. I think that um, if we, if any of our listeners sense um, internal pushback from that, it's like fight against it, you know, like, well, you don't understand how busy I am, yeah. or you don't, you know, it's like, no, that's, in some ways, that's the default that God is trying to disrupt, because <clears throat> at the end of all of our lives, we're going to wish we were more relationally connected to both Him and to the people that we love most, and even the people that we didn't know we should have been loving, we're not going to wish we were busier. That's right. Um, and, and so God is trying to help build in those principles, that spiritual health uh, from the get-go, and it's genius of him when we slow it down enough to to hear what it's all about. Um, Jeff, is there anything in particular that you interacted with on your sabbatical that might be helpful for our listeners, kind of on a high level? Yeah, um, I interacted with a lot on my sabbatical. <laughs> I um, I had to get deeper in my own thoughts and emotions than I thought I did. Mm. Um, I had a lot of anxiety and pain and anger uh, surrounding the last four, few years more than I thought. Mm. And, and I had to surrender that to the Lord, ask the Lord to move my heart in a different direction, and then internally forgive people. Um, I, I double-clicked with uh, some of our elders and some people who are in my life for accountability, and they, they 
And as this list, it says, is there anybody anywhere that you're in tension with that you won't, you haven't pursued a relationship with them? And I said, not to my knowledge. You know, I feel like I've tried. So it wasn't like this lingering, like, I hate that guy, you know, kind of thing. It was more like, I realized that when I think about some of these things, I've, it, it's, it's seeded bitterness in my heart and I needed to truly um, forgive. So that happened. The other thing that that really happened was um, I think when you are filled from the Lord, you get a little bit of rest and you get a little bit of withdrawal and you get a little bit of perspective. I think what happens is God God's vision becomes yours. So my, my passion for the lost um, is higher than ever. Hmm. And... Um, and I talked about this some in the weekend uh, message. You can look at the first one I, I uh, when I came back. It's a series called What We're Known For. Um, but I'm just like, our world is so lost and so hurting. And what happens when you're exhausted and worn out and spent, you're critical, you're uh, angry, and you're dismissive. Hmm. When you're filled up by Christ, you're full of compassion, mercy, and love. <laughs> And so just looking and saying, instead of being upset with the world, how do we reach them? How do we bring hope? That's been a big deal. And then there was some, there's a lot of clarity. Um, I said on the weekend, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed a little bit uh, that uh, political pundits and newscasts and social media and critics, I just de- dealt with a lot of critics the last few years, because our of our world, we all have, but they they were defining my joy and my hope and my strength mm. way more than the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you can be gracious with yourself on that. It's like, well, Jeff, you're so exhausted. I'm like, I was, but I really needed to adjust that. Yeah. And uh, so there's a clarity of um, your anxiety and your world being turned upside down and your anger is actually not my fault. Mm. I didn't do anything. I tried to love you. I tried to help you. I was trying to do the best that I can. And uh, you blaming me for that is is something... You blaming me for your angst is just a responsibility I'm not willing to carry anymore. So those were those things. Now, what's fascinating then is when, when the Lord helps you renew your mind and your heart like that, the joy of the Lord, the vision of the Lord, the excitement of serving Him, my love for people, my patience, my, it, it's like super-duper high. And so none of this stuff is like dismissive. It's just like I have like a, you know, Paul says, get rid of angerness, brawling, slander, malice, and replace it with forgiveness and and compassion. I'm like, yeah, I just was able to get rid of it, made room in the garage, so to say, <laughs> and I can get the stuff in there that I that I really want want to. But that that is huge, and that that I think is the purpose of Sabbath. Uh, it's you don't have to delve as deep as I did, you know. Sure. I don't mean it that way, but it just gives you a minute. Um, I think I, I have this ability. I actually think every mature grown-up, because <laughs> somebody's like, that's amazing. I'm like, I'm not sure it is. I just think <laughs> it's like it's called being a grown-up. Uh, but I have the ability to go on, on autopilot. 
I cannot feel whatever I don't want to feel in a given moment. And when you're in crisis, you actually need that ability. Sure. When you pull out a crisis, all of that is still in there. Yep. Right? And so think about that on like a week-to-week basis. The, the the crisis of job and the meltdown of the kids and the fear of what your teenager's doing and the tension in the marriage, it builds up. You swallow it, you handle it, you deal with it, and then you need to take it to the Lord. And I think that's a big part of what God was saying was like, set that time aside, like let's wrestle this through or that's going to put seeds of anger and bitterness in you, and and those things grow. They grow quick, and they grow deep roots. Yeah. I I appreciate you sharing that with us, because I know some of that's, like you said, it's the, kind of the personal stuff that God's messing with you, but I think there are a lot of us that you know need to hear those kind of things, because we can often feel alone in the stressors or um, the, the things that have us weighed down, and to hear that other people, even other leaders, are um, navigating similar issues on some level can almost be freeing. Like, okay, maybe Jesus does have a pathway yeah. forward for me. So thanks for opening up a little bit about that. Yeah, and I, and I would just say to you as as leaders and, and you know, just people, <laughs> um, you're, you're not nuts and you're not broken. Um, it's part of the human experience. And the one who created our humanity actually gave us a bit of a prescription, mm. and it's called Sabbath. Yeah, and Sabbath rest, and um, that is where the Sabbath is for you. It's a gift to you. It's not forty-four categories of rules that you better not violate or you go to hell. Right. It's it's a gift for you, and uh, God wants you to use it for your benefit, so to say. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Jeff, for walking us through that. And I hope that all of our listeners can begin to see glimpses of where we can engage this idea of Sabbath, certainly on some type of regular weekly rhythm to run after the Lord and kind of slow down a little bit, but also even looking at maybe different seasons of things that we can kind of take many partial sabbaticals with and really run after the Lord and what He's doing inside of us. If you have questions that you'd like to be addressed on Mixed Messages, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps or even resource you on things like how to take a Sabbath, we would love to do that. If you like what you're listening and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a community of people to jump in with and kind of pursue Jesus together, we'd love to have you here at Grace on the weekend, or you can check us out online as well. Thank you very much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.